Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 35 for Wednesday, January 10th, 2018. How are you guys doing? Welcome, listeners. Uh, I just spent a, a week in Toronto performing at Absolute Comedy. I'm going to tell you guys how that went. Uh, I just had a doctor's appointment this morning with the results of my uh, ultrasound that I got. And of course, I'll read your emails. Lots of fun stuff to talk about uh, on this week's episode. I'm going to dive right in. Um, I had a great week last week, guys. I don't even know where to begin. I got to, I got to record multiple podcasts. I got to perform stand-up comedy out of town and sort of be a human being. Uh, let's be honest. I didn't have to be at the source for five days last week. So that just made me a euphoric animal. Um, <laughs> it was great. I, um, since I spoke with you guys last, I had an opportunity to sit down and record a podcast with my friend, Jason Blanchard, who I worked with previously in Ottawa during the uh, New Year's Eve week. And, um, we tried to make it work then. I, I was actually even a little concerned that we might not be able to make it work because Jason, uh, was only available for a very brief period of time, um, on, uh, on Thursday. So here's what, here's what happened. I, I worked until Wednesday night and I worked late, late Wednesday night at the source and, uh, and Jason was like, Hey man, um, if you want, we can record a podcast, but it's going to be, you know, like around 10 o'clock if that's possible. Now keep in mind at this moment, Jason is, is still, uh, performing at, uh, Kingston absolute comedy at that time. So the idea was I was driving from Ottawa to Toronto to do my shows and I was pit stopping in the middle to, uh, you know, to see, to see Jason sit down and have a chat with my buddy. And, um, problem was, is I got off work at like 10 o'clock at night. I got home 10 30 hadn't packed or anything, excuse me, the hiccups out of nowhere, um, hadn't packed or anything. So my, my thing was to come home very late at night, pack, and then get up super early so that I could, you know, put the two hour drive to Kingston so I could be there for 10 o'clock to, uh, you know, to do the podcast with Jane. So I was a little worried that I was going to be exhausted. Um, but luckily I got up and, uh, you know, managed to get everything packed the night before, got up, car packed on the road very successful. I think I got there at like a quarter after 10 and we, we, uh, what did we, we, we built up the, uh, the little studio. I took, I packed my whole studio up, right. Cause I got three mics now and, uh, you know, wasn't sure who I would run into in Toronto. So I was like, you know what, let's, uh, let's bring the studio. Let's record some one man podcasts. So, um, anyways, I had a great chat with Jay. And, and by this point, I would imagine that most of you have already heard that interview because I did record that last Thursday. I had it ready for everyone on Friday. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. It was a lot of fun for me to just chat with my friend. Um, couple little sizzle, you know, I, I don't know if you guys heard it. If Auphonic just cleaned it right up after the fact, again, love Auphonic, the uh, program that I use to, uh, it's like an online thing too, that just basically cleans up the audio. So even though it sounds good to me right now while I'm saying it, um, occasionally there's, there's little issues in the back end off on it, cleans it up. But I know that, um, it was a new microphone and a few new pieces for that. So I don't know if I got a defective mic or something like that, but uh, I heard it sizzle a little, little bit and, um, I did another interview with another comic in Toronto. I'll tell you guys a bit, a little bit later on. Um, but same thing happened very briefly, uh, in the initial setup. So, uh, I'm a little concerned. I might have to sit around when I have more time, of course, because I'm recording this at 11 o'clock at night on Tuesday, which means that this episode is supposed to be out for you guys in about an hour. So there's some late night people who message me when the podcast is not there at midnight. So it's coming, but it's not going to be there at midnight, but it will be there when you wake up Wednesday. That's my commitment to you guys. No matter how tired I am, 
no matter what I have to do, this podcast is available for you when you get up on, on Wednesday. So, um, I digress. Um, did the, the podcast with Jason. It was a lot of fun. We get to, you know, talk about it. If you guys want to know what we talked about, listen to it. It's already out there. It's free. It's there for you. Um, but in Kingston, there's a very cool little thing about Kingston. Kingston, um, is cheap. Everything in Kingston is relatively cheap. Um, a haircut in T- Kingston is 10 bucks. Uh, it is not 10 bucks in Ottawa or Toronto, uh, either of my starting or finishing destinations. Um, so I went to a place that I love, uh, going to, I went there one time a couple years back. They did a great job. My hair doesn't even seem to matter who I get when I go there. They all do a great job. Uh, 10 bucks. I give them 30 when I'm done. That's still less than what I pay for the whole thing here. And they, they are happy. I'm happy. Um, you know what else is cheap in Kingston parking? I don't usually have change on me. Um, but, uh, you can park in Kingston for like a buck buys you like the day on the street. I'm slightly exaggerated, but let's put it this way. This is a fact. A parking ticket in Kingston is 10 bucks. Um, I park, I park like sometimes five, six blocks, you know, away from where I'm going and pay $10 to park. So in Kingston, I could park right up on the fucking curb and I pay 10 bucks to basically step out of the car and step in. <laughs> I don't actually do that, but I love that that's something that happens. So, um, yeah, I park and, uh, and I don't pay for parking. You know, I, I find a good spot and if I get a ticket, cool. I almost, I almost feel like just slapping a $10 bill underneath my windshield wiper blade for the parking official when they come by, you know, I, uh, I think it's great, you know, and I remember saying that on stage one time when I first found out about that, I was on stage at the uh, Kingston absolute comedy. And I was like, you guys, it's $10 for a parking ticket here. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's amazing. That, that blows my mind. It is. So you spent like 20 bucks in Ottawa or Toronto to, to park inconveniently. You know what I mean? From where you're going. Whereas you can go to Kingston, you can drive right up to where you're going, even if you're not allowed to park there and pay 10 bucks. Boom. Done. Amazing. And I said to them, I bet you guys are actually pissed off when you get a parking ticket, aren't you? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, spoiled, spoiled people in Kingston. So got myself, uh, a haircut. Um, and I even, uh, I even went into the Metro there. There's like a Metro across the street. So I actually cheated. I parked in the Metro parking lot, went in, got, uh, got a, what do you, it was like these sandwiches, very low calorie sandwiches. I was trying to be a good boy, right? This is before I got to Toronto. I'm like, I, uh, drank a little, a little more than I wanted to in Ottawa the week before. I'm like, I'm going to be a good boy this week. I'm going to get up a couple of these little just pre-made store sandwiches. Very, very nice right from the deli. You know, not too many calories. I checked and I was like, great, I'm going to be a good boy. Buy these, chuck them in the car and sneak across the street to get my hair cut. No paying for parking. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then I was back on the road, uh, headed to Toronto for my week at absolute comedy there. And I got to tell you so much fun guys. I, um, I remember I got to absolute comedy. Uh, I think I just maybe got into the thick of rush hour. So I did pretty good. I got there around four o'clock. Uh, you know, by the time I was all done podcasting and haircutting and all that stuff, uh, it, it did good. Um, I got, uh, I don't even know what to tell you guys. There's so many things that happened while I was in Toronto. So I'm just trying to put them in some sort of order that doesn't sound too ridiculous. Um, I will tell you this, the last day, uh, that I was at the source last week, um, we had a bunch of uh, items that went on clearance for like 99 cents and, uh, couple of them were like Microsoft surface pro accessories. So like the surface pro is like their, their iPad, I guess it's like a tablet. And one of the accessories was like the stylus, the pen with all these different tips on it or whatever. 96 cents. I'm like sold. I'll take it. 
I'm sure someone wants. I Googled it on Kijiji and saw if it was worth anything. And, uh, and they were selling for like 50 bucks. So I said, fuck it, 50 bucks on Kijiji. And I put that on on Thursday night while I was packing and I got a bunch of emails. I remember jumping in the shower, came out and I had a bunch of emails like, is the pencil available? I'll take it right away. I'm like, holy shit, I'm not even in Toronto yet. Right. I set it up for the Toronto Kijiji because I knew I'd be there over the next few days. And, um, yeah, I got, uh, I got the stylus. I sold that. I, I basically threw my, my shit off and, uh, like my, not my shit, my, uh, my, my luggage. I got into the condo, dropped all my luggage and everything off. And then I had to run down, down a few blocks to, to meet this person. There's an Instagram photo of me with earbuds in my face is all red. That was after I got back. Jesus. Sorry. It's late. I shouldn't have done this this late. I apologize, but I'm going to be on and got a tea, nice, happy tea. So I, um, ran down to meet the guy. It was freezing outside. I got to say that was the worst part of the week. Uh, it was so cold and the wind was so bad right where we're staying. There's all these tall buildings. So the street turns into a wind tunnel and there's construction everywhere. It was difficult. You have to cross the street in awkward ways. If you've ever been in Las Vegas, it's a city where you can't just cross the street. You have to like go up and around and then around another spot and then cross over and then up some stairs, cross over the street again, down, walk backwards. And then you, then you're across the street. It's ridiculous. Um, only people who've been to Vegas know what I'm talking about, but it's, it was like that on, on this particular street with the construction. It was stupid. It made no sense, but, um, it was, uh, it was cold. Anyways, I sold the, sold the guy, I think picture, uh, picture of me on Instagram with headphones in my face all red. And that was basically just getting right back from selling that. So, uh, that was a cool thing. I got a couple other little accessories kicking around some, some tempered glass screen protectors for some phones and stuff like that. I, uh, yeah. I might, I might open up a little fucking uh, clearance tuck shop. Everything on the source is 99 cents that goes on. Pick it up. Anyways, that's not really a very exciting, but, um, but I liked it. I made 50 bucks for spending $3 worth of uh, stuff. You know, staff discount comes in. I'm paying like 70 cents for this crap. Anywho, that's me being a little captain of industry on the side, a little side job there. But uh, I was, I was jazzed to get to Absolute. I got to spend the week with my friend, Paul Baluyet. Uh, Paul is uh, a comic from Montreal. And, uh, and him and I started around the same time. We, you know, used to do the same open mics. You know, he'd come to Ottawa and do shows. I'd go to Montreal, do shows. We crossed paths many times. Paul, great guy. Worked with him many, many times. Uh, super funny guy, super nice human being as well. You know, like it's great. I, I will share this little piece of information. We laughed about it is amongst comedians. Um, you know, if you, if you mention someone's name in a group of comics, you know, and, and people go. Oh man, uh, really nice guy. Really nice guy. That is the worst thing that you can say about a comedian. Um, it's not that we mean it. We, we mean what we're saying that the person's a really nice guy, but generally speaking, when someone says the name of a comedian, uh, usually the first thing out of their mouth is, Oh, so funny. That guy's so fucking funny. Um, if they go really nice guy, you know, that's, uh, that's not funny. And to be honest with you, most comedians want to be funny much more than they want to be, you know, known as the nice guy. Um, but that's why this is Paul, super funny guy and super nice guy. It's great when they've got the two things going for them. So Paul and I, uh, spent the week together, you know, hanging out at the condo, uh, doing the shows together, everything like that. It was, uh, it was great. And, um, anywho, yeah, like the first night was great. It was great to see Paul. Great to, to uh, we worked with a great headliner, Simon Rakoff, who's a great joke writer. Um, great week. Paul was hosting. I was featuring, uh, Simon was headlining and, uh, we just had like good, good times all week. Um, I remember the first, first full day I was there and woke up on Friday. I went to uh, a place that I've mentioned before called 401 games. Now that I'm starting to become uh, you know, a board game nerd, 
to an extent, you know, I want to play board games. Let's put it that way. I'm not getting too, too, too many opportunities to play them, but, um, I went to the place where uh, apparently it's the cheapest in Canada. They got the biggest selection. It's a place called 401 Games. And uh, they have two locations. One of them is not far from Canada's Wonderland, where I was earlier this year. And the other is uh, just down Young Street from where I was staying. So a little, little too far, Young Street being one of the longest streets in the city, in the, sorry, the world. Um, it's uh, It was on the same street that I was near, but, uh, but quite a ways down. So I ended up uh, driving down there. And that was on Friday. Um, I, uh, asked them a bunch of questions. I picked up a bunch of, bunch of different games. Uh, again, maybe not too exciting for you guys, so I won't go into them too, too much, but, uh, over the last little while I'm, I'm starting to learn the groups that I get to, to play with. So rather than buying the stuff that, you know, you need three or four really dedicated to learning the rules players, it's more like, yeah, let's get like six or seven people who are just willing to, to fuck around and, and get drunk. So picked up some, some fun games and then, uh, and then I got to go, uh, do a podcast with Pete Johansson, super funny dude. Uh, I can't even tell you guys how smart, and I, I love the fact that this episode is coming up before Pete's because I'm gonna release Pete's episode on Friday. So you guys get to hear this first. Pete is super smart, super funny. Uh, him and I are both, uh, you know, we're both big gadget guys. So he's, you know, he's got all the VR stuff. I've got the VR stuff. We're, we're playing with our Apple products and he's got the Google home and you know, we're, we're talking about all, you know, we both got Apple watches and we're, we're talking about fun stuff like that. So it was really cool. Like I'm setting up for about, you know, 20 minutes, getting all the gear ready and everything like that. And Pete and I are just chatting about all this fun stuff. Um, I, I had a great time talking with, again, super, super fucking cold everywhere. I went, I had to, to walk a few blocks. Um, and just, I, I didn't bring, um, I'm an idiot, but I didn't bring a toque or a scarf. I wasn't thinking I'm used to driving everywhere. Um, and when I got to Toronto and I had to walk six, seven blocks to the club every night, you know, both ways, not a lot. I don't mind the walking. It's the razor blades across your face when the wind blows. It was just like uh, so numb. Anywho, I got into Pete some warming up. We're, we're shooting the shit. Uh, had a great interview with, uh, with Pete Johansson. Uh, I strongly, strongly recommend you guys listening to that. I know some people actually just listen to the episodes. They don't listen to the interviews. Uh, some people just listen to the interviews. I, I got to say, this is one to, to listen to. So if you're one of those people who only listens to these, listen to Pete Johansson's episode. Very, very smart. Um, I even got a little bit worried at one point because we were discussing something and, uh, and I was worried, I was worried, you know, I, I trust you guys. Um, there's some people who will just listen to that. So I'm a little worried that something I said, maybe taken a little out of context, but whatever. Ooh, is that a spoiler? Not really. Um, we were just referring to, uh, to something to do with me too. And I'm worried that I came across as sounding like I was against people who'd come out. Um, I wasn't, um, I was trying to say that, um, there's a lot of fighting with stuff like that, you know, and it's something that I, I think is, is, is great that people are mentioning it. I just think that the dialogues that are happening with it are, um, um, they're very aggressive on both sides. Um, and so it's, uh, it's a shame because I think that that's conversations that need to be had and it's just unfortunate just, uh, the way some people approach it. Um, and a lot of times it's not even people who've, who've, uh, God, I'm not going to dig myself a hole. I think a lot of times there's a lot of people who, who aren't uh, directly involved. Um, and they're, they're, they're causing a lot of chaos. You know, I think that the, the attention comes away from the victims at times and becomes more of a, you know, uh, Hatfield McCoy kind of thing. But anyways, I digress. So a uh, great interview, uh, great subjects. Fuck. We barely spoke comedy and it was more just a ton of, uh, of, of topics and you know why we're not interested in social media stuff. So listen to Pete's interview on Friday. Uh, that will be coming out. 
Um, and then I rushed back because Pete and I were, it's like, it's the longest interview I'd done. I think it's two hours. Um, but just, we were having fun. We were chatting and then I had to, I had to go. Cause I'm like, you know what? I, I got a show to do. I got to drive back and, uh, and get ready for the show and make sure I make it there on time. So, um, uh, that was, that was just Friday alone was, uh, was a fun game of, you know, sort of fun day of buying games and, and doing podcasts and, uh, you know, um, performing again one show friday night was so much fun i i had a blast um it was funny because both nights i gotta say uh, thursday and friday i made terrible decisions i uh paul and i would stop and get like a, a pizza from pizza pizza because there's one like three or four does you know three or four blocks from the the club in the direction of of back to the condo and uh yeah it's um cheap food late at night never a good decision but uh but we did that crushed pizzas Stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning, either watching like comedians in cars getting coffee or, you know, the black mirror episodes. Um, but, uh, but again, good conversation. We had a good time. So Saturday after, after like sort of eating like an animal, uh, late at night and, and drinking, um, I got up and decided, uh, I should probably go to the, uh, Loblaws around the corner and actually buy food and eat food instead of, you know, garbage every single day. Um, we also, I also got up on Saturday morning and, uh, and went to, to this big bag of, you know, kicking horse coffee. And I was like, oh, coffee, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to have some coffee. I'm going to be good today. I won't eat garbage, but I'm have coffee. And I opened the bag and it was all beans. It wasn't ground. So I grabbed this big bag of beans. I'm like, I'm going to the grocery store and I'm grinding this shit as well as buying groceries. And, uh, and I went, I did a great job, you know, bought, uh, bought some, some veggie platters and some, uh, some healthy choice, uh, I think just like one healthy choice, microwavable, some, uh, some cereal, like basically just granola and almond milk. I'm like, good, I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, eat well while I'm here today. And then I ground the coffee and the woman at the counter, I was like, I was like, I, I brought this in. In fact, I was kind of worried that they would be like, you know, Hey, we sell this here and, and you're stealing it. Uh, lucky for me, the coffee was nine months expired. So I, uh, I just showed the woman at the counter and she's like, Oh, did you, did you, you know? I go, no, no, I brought that. She goes, she gave me a funny look and I go, just look at the expiry date. I'm pretty sure you guys aren't selling nine month expired coffee. She's like, all right, fair enough. I'm like, yep, just use your grinder. That's it. I'm just loitering. But, uh, yeah, so that was good. Did that. Um, Paul and I, uh, you know, just had a cool afternoon, just chilling. There's two shows night, uh, two shows on Saturday, of course. So, um, like it's hard to describe because I, you know, it doesn't sound like I did a whole heck of a lot. I did do a lot of running around, did do a lot of reaching out, communicating, but it was really cool catching up with my friend, Paul Baluya. Um, like I said, I don't get to see him as much now. We both travel more, um, not so much on the uh, open mic scenes or whatever, but it was really cool just chatting with him. Um, he was, uh, I gotta say he was a great wingman. Now I, I know that sounds weird saying, but, um, I took the opportunity while into Toronto to just try to talk to other people. Um, I did great on the shows. I had tons of people coming up afterwards and, and chatting with us and, and, you know, um, so I just took the opportunity to, uh, how do I say it? Flirt a little. Um, and I, I joked with Paul so much when we were at the condo, cause I'm like, dude, I wouldn't know what to do if I gained a woman's attention. I, I, I said to him right off the bat, I go, I'm, I'm so not in a place where I want to be with anybody. I even told you guys, like my, my plan is to, you know, stay out of a relationship in 2018. But, um, but I am, you know, I'm feeling the loneliness a little bit, especially when, you know, you're away from home and all that stuff. It's, uh, 
you know, it's, uh, it's lonely. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to dust off the old, uh, charm matrix and see if, see if I can even keep people's attention. Um, and, uh, it's really funny. Like, like I said, I just, I was good at being flirty and, um, and I was having fun just, you know, uh, I guess working that muscle. Um, but I was joking with Paul. I'm like, dude, if anyone showed the slightest bit of interest in me, I wouldn't know what to do. Um, just because I like the only, you know, I'm sorry to bring it up, but the only person I've been intimate with was, you know, for, for years has been, uh, been crystal. And I still miss her. You know, when I, when I think of intimacy, I do still think of her. And, uh, you know, I was joking with him. I'm like, even if I got a chick, you know, interested and she came back with us to the condo, you know, I, I know that as soon as the moment of, of truth happened to, you know, try to do anything like intimate, I'd be like, no, you're not her. Get out of here. <laughs> like, you know, and we both kept laughing at that. I just said, I'm like, dude, I'm, I go, I'm so mental right now that like, you know, I'm, I'm lonely, but I have no interest in actually like everybody to me is a stranger, you know? All these people, I'm like, I don't know, you're a stranger, you're a stranger, get away from me, you know? So I don't know, but, but he was so funny cause he was just laughing the whole time at how, how ridiculously, I don't want to say hormonal, but must be yeah, partially, I guess hormonal, but it was just so funny. Cause I'm like, I just want to chat with people. I just want to like, I just want to flirt. I don't want to do anything. I just want to know that I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a rusted tool out in the shed, you know, I want to know that I'm, I'm capable of entertaining someone's interest, you know, or maintaining someone's interest. So that's what he did. Uh, and very funny story on Saturday after one of the shows, um, a girl came up to me and she's like, Oh my God, you were so amazed. Like she was, she was, uh, inebriated, but not drunk or, or wasted. And she's like, Oh my God, you were so funny. I can't, uh, man, I gotta tell you, you're the best person on the show. I loved watching you. So great. You know, and she was with her friend, her girlfriend. Um, and, uh, she was like, just, it's so, it's so great. Can I shake your hand and like, da, da, da. Can I give you a hug. And I was like, yeah. And then I'm sitting tiding with her and it turned out we both, she works for TELUS. I used to work for TELUS. We were having a good conversation. Um, and it was just very interesting. She seemed very, very flirty. She was talking a little too close to me. Um, and then at one point, um, we were just chatting about something and I remember it's funny. There's a, there's a doorman at absolute who's gay reminds me so much of my buddy, Dave. Um, but I, I just said to him at one point, I go, dude, I am so obtuse and not aware of this stuff, but would you do me a favor and just let me know if this, if this chick seems like she's actually interested in me or if I'm, you know, or if I'm just having a conversation with a drunk chick again, no interest of doing anything. It's more about just knowing whether or not I'm able to pick up on cues or not, or if I have no, I no idea what I'm talking about. And he goes, yeah, no problem. He's like, I'm just going to go for a cigarette. So he goes out for a cigarette and, uh, He's like, I'll let you know when I get back in. I go, no problem. And I'm sitting, I'm chatting with her. And, and this is like 40 minutes into our conversation, right? I even was, uh, I was even a gentleman. I get, uh, I get a few free drinks at absolute comedy. So I'm like, yeah, well, you know, buy you guys a couple drinks. Um, the only time I've done it all week. And this is why it's funny. It's only so purely Josh Williams, but, uh, got them, uh, got them each a beer. We're sitting there chatting. And then, uh, and then the girl who I, I thought was hitting on me. Is like, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's, I guess it's a little late in the game to be saying this, but my girlfriend, uh, she's, my girlfriend points to the girl across the table. Yeah. Like we're seeing each other. We've been together for a while now, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ha, only, only I would buy drinks. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm a nice guy, but it's like only I would, would buy a drink for a couple of girls thinking that I'm being the nice guy. And it's like, oh, I just, <laughs> I just want a couple less, it's drinks. 
Again, I don't give a shit about anybody's sexuality. I just think it's funny. Classic me. So am I wondering if my fucking radar's on the fritz? Damn right it is. Ugh. I feel like I'm going to need like to do like a Bill and Ted scene where I'm trying to fix my goddamn antenna with chewing gum. Like that just feels like the fucking, you know, just sitting there going, well, it's broken. How the fuck do I fix it? Uh, probably in the stupidest way possible. Point is like, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm not, uh, it was, we had a great time. And, and when, uh, I don't want to name him my name just cause I don't, you know, I don't know how comfortable he is being put on the spot, but the, uh, the doorman came back in and, um, it was so funny. He goes, so, uh, do you want me to check? And I, and I'm just shaking like my, the, the, no, I'm good. <laughs> I got the answer. And he, and then uh, he's like, what? He's like, give me these faces. I'm trying to like, like talk with them over, over them. And I just go, excuse me. It's like, I get up and I go, I go, yeah, dude, no lesbians. Uh, not the slightest bit interested in me. And they, he laughed so hard. And then we started chatting and it was so funny. Um, cause all of us ended up going from, uh, from absolute at this point. Like we were, we all stayed for another 15 minutes or so chatting, but we all ended up going upstairs to the pub over top. So, so some of the servers, doorman, these two ladies, uh, myself, Paul, Simon, the headliner, we all go upstairs and we're having, some, so I spent the rest of the night chatting with the doorman. We were having such great conversations. And it's so funny too, because he's like, he's like, are you sure you don't want to try the other side? Da, 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 da. Like he was, he was flirting with me. I think I was flirting with him. I honestly, I think I got further with, with, with him <laughs> in terms of flirtation and closing the deal than I did anybody else. And I was going, I was joking with him. I'm like, did I just do to you what they did to me? <laughs> he's laughing. But we had great conversations. He's taking uh, gender studies and stuff like that. And try, I sound like I'm bragging. I met someone. He's very smart. He's taking gender studies. But we had a lot of conversations and stuff like that. And, and uh, I had questions. You know, you guys know me. I have questions and I'm very capable of putting my phone in my mouth. I did not, though, in the conversations with him. We were, uh, we just had a really good convo. And it was so stupid, too, because at the end of the night when they turned the, the lights on at the bar or whatever, there was a guy who was there from like Sweden or something with a man bun. And out of like, he was sitting at our table, you know, he met one of the, one of the servers, you know, earlier in the evening. And so we sit at the table chatting with them. And at one point they turned the lights on and I'm like, all right, buddy, well, let's go up front. And then this guy goes, Hey man, I just want to say, I think you're really nice, but like, don't ever use your being gay as a crutch. And we're like, what? He goes, just like, no, I'm saying like, you're a great guy, but just like, don't, don't let being gay be what you are. And we're still like, like there's no, no part of any conversation we had at any point did that, you know, make relevance or whatever. And we're just like, what do you say? He's just, just don't, don't use being gay as a crutch, you know, just be yourself, be happy to be you. So that didn't make any sense. That was the note that we left on. Cause it's <laughs> just like, yeah, no problem. I'm going to go out for a smoke. And we all parted ways, you know, like, all right, see you Sunday. I, I just, I honestly like that, that conversation, um, was like the highlight of my week. Um, you know, just, it was really, really good conversation. Uh, it was cool. Cause we talked about a bunch of other stuff too. Like, you know, being a straight guy dating, uh, lesbians dating, gay guys dating all the differences, a lot of the gender stuff. Uh, so, excuse me. Just very fascinating. I had a, I had a fucking great time Saturday night and then Sunday, right? Sunday morning. Uh, you came up with the breeze. On Sunday morning. Anyways, um, I uh, I went to the 401 games on uh, the one near Wonderland again. Uh, we were having a, you know, just a little low-key morning, Paul and myself. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go to 401 games. There's a game they have there that uh, I don't want to pay the shipping on. So I'm going to get it. 
And that's what I did. Um, again, it was great. Like I got to say, I mean, I doubt any of them are listening, but the staff at 401 games was great. Um, super nerds doing a super job. I just asked them questions about like, Hey, I, uh, I want to play something that's kind of like this. It's kind of like that. You know, uh, it's gotta be easy. It's gotta be, you know, something we can teach to people in a very short period of time. What do you got? You know, and they made some suggestions. I knew some other stuff I wanted to pick up. So I just, both locations were, were fucking awesome. I had a great time. Um, just going, you know, like I said, now that I'm, that's one of my hobbies, I'm starting to enjoy doing that kind of shit, you know? And if you guys are looking for something, the more and more I, I, I play these things and, and learn new ones, um, I can recommend some stuff, you know, I used to say people send in your recommendations. Now, uh, if you guys want to play a thing or two, you know, if you're looking for something that's fun for parties, uh, ask me, I'm, uh, I'm starting to learn some of them. I actually had a chance to talk to my buddy, uh, Chris, who, who writes into the podcast quite often, uh, who made some suggestion board games. We chatted about some stuff before I went to the, uh, the downtown location on, uh, on Friday. Um, so it was kind of cool. I got to connect with a lot of people this week, but uh, long story short, I went to the 401 games, came back, started packing up to come home on Sundays. Cause my, uh, I don't think I mentioned this on the last podcast. If I did, I apologize, but I'm going to tell you guys now my little routine is I don't, um, when I, when I do Toronto, uh, there's a show Sunday night, but I don't like to stay the night in Toronto. I don't like to do the show, come back to the condo, sleep, and then pack the next day and drive home. And I'll tell you why, because if I, if I have no urgency, right, if it's Monday and I don't have anywhere to be. What I do is, you know, I wake up at 10, 11, I fuck around, do it, you know, don't want to get out of bed, play around my phone. I got to say that almost every day when I was in Toronto, I would wake up at like nine or 10 and then I would be on my phone until like one in the afternoon, just dicking around, you know, reading stuff, uh, searching, you know, uh, going through people's feeds on Instagram and stuff like that. Not, not sorry, not going through people's feed, going through my feed and just checking out what people are up to on Instagram. Just, uh, just not getting out of bed. Cause I didn't have to. Um, so I would do that. If I was to stay overnight on Sunday, I would do the same thing on Monday, take my time, get up, you know, pack, no real urgency. And then maybe around 12 or one, I'd go for breakfast and then, uh, and then what would I do? go for breakfast and then I, and then I drive home, you know, like leave at like one, one So by the time I get home, it's like six o'clock and I've lost all, an entire day. So what I do when I'm, when I'm in Toronto, um, and some other cities as well is I will do the last show. I will pack, I will drive right, right close to the club, have all my shit in the car. And then, uh, and then when this, when the show's over and sometimes even before that, so I usually host this time I was middling, uh, or featuring as we call it. Um, I was like, as soon as I'm done, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I don't need to stay and watch the rest of the show. I'm off stage at like 10 to nine and I get in the car and I drive home, you know, and I get home at like one o'clock, but that's fine. I sleep into like 10 the next day, but at least I have the whole next day as opposed to, like I said, you know, taking my time in the morning, no real rush to get anywhere. And then, uh, you know, it ends up, you know, costing me an extra day. So, um, that's what I did. I got things packed up. I went to a place, um, at the club just a couple doors down from the club called bond me boys. Um, it was the one place that I'm like, I'm going there before I leave Toronto cause they don't have any in Ottawa. And what it is, is they've got like these really cool sandwiches. I don't know how to describe them. All I can say is that it's like a piece of marshmallow bread. So it's like really soft, squishy, marshmallowy textured bread. And then they put like, you know, shredded carrots and cucumbers and you know, pork or, or chicken or whatever in there, um, with some sauce. It's just, it's just like a, it's like a really soft marshmallowy taco with, with, you know, 
uh, different like Asian stuff, you know, sauces and, you know, shredded cucumber, shredded carrots that puts cilantro in it. But I fucking hate cilantro. So I just get it with that cilantro. But uh, I had my banh mi. I think I actually did that on Saturday. Um, but I got my, my banh mi while I was there, um, which was great. Definitely recommend it for anyone who, uh, you know, is going to, to, uh, to Toronto or anywhere has an opportunity to have try, just try bond me. It's really good. It's uh, it's really tasty. So that was that, you know, that was my week. I can't really, uh, think of anything that I maybe left out. Not that I'm trying to make it as long as possible, but, um, I drove home from Toronto. I actually had an opportunity to talk to a wonderful person, a good friend of mine who I still don't get to, to talk to enough or, or see, but luckily she's a listener to the podcast and writes in frequently. Uh, I, I spoke with my friend, my friend, Vanessa red and, um, and we just had a chance to, to, to chat and catch up. She sent me a message earlier in the week, uh, which I appreciated. And I got her permission to, uh, to read it on the podcast. She was going to send it in as an email and then she figured, ah, you know, I'll just, I'll send it to you directly. But, uh, but we spoke on Sunday night and she said I could read it on the podcast. So I will read that a little later on. Um, but we just had a chance to chat. I, you know, we, we caught up. I had, I had spoken with her earlier in the week about maybe an opportunity for her and her husband to come see a show, you know, and that, that didn't quite work. I said, you know, maybe on Sunday, if I have time, I'll drive to London. It's two hours away. Um, and just due to some, uh, some things on Sunday, you know, stuff that I was doing and whatnot. Um, I just wouldn't have been able to fit it in time-wise and it would have been rushed. I would have basically driven two hours to say, Hey, what's up? Stay like 30, 40 minutes and then, and then drive two hours back. Um, so rather than, than force a visit, um, we're just going to make it work a, a little later on this year, but uh, I had a great, you know, great chat with her chatted with my brother for a little while afterwards. Uh, my buddy, Dave, it's great that I have a lot of people in my life who are up late because it gave me people to talk to, to stay awake. And then, and, and the weather was horrible on Sunday night. Uh, it, it came in pockets, but when it was bad, it was really bad. Like there was so much snow um, near Ottawa that like, like the roads weren't plowed and my tiny little car, like there was, I, I counted seven different cars in ditches along the, the four hour trip home, a lot of people in ditches. So, um, I was very careful, took a little longer getting home than I wanted to, but I arrived alive and, uh, and yeah, so good, uh, good trip overall. I had a lot of fun. It was fun being a comic again. You know, I didn't spend too much time talking about the shows, but I, I had a blast, um, kind of have the sweet spot on the show being the middle, you know, feature act. Um, I don't have to warm up the crowd from scratch. I don't have to close the show and be the funniest. All I have to do is make them laugh for 20 minutes, you know, 25 minutes in the middle. Great, great spot. Like I said, um, a lot of people letting me know how much fun they had. A few people even came and saw me twice. Um, you know, they, they saw me one of the early nights and they were back on Sunday night just saying like, Hey, are you here again this week? I go, yeah, I'm here all week. They go, Oh, I want to come see you again. So again, a great feeling that uh, I don't get from being an employee at the source, uh, or being an Uber driver or any of those other fucking things that I've done. So, um, it was cool to reconnect in the last couple of weeks with just, you know, doing shows, working with great people, Sam Damaris, uh, Jason Blanchard, Paul Beluiet, Simon Rakoff, just great dudes. Not to mention other, other great people too. There was a great comic on Saturday named, uh, Nick Dury, uh, Nick Dury. Uh, we had a great conversation afterwards. He's been going through some stuff as well. Not my business to say, but we just, uh, myself, Paul and him had just a really great, honest, vulnerable conversation. Um, you know, I told him where I was at with my shit. He told me where he was at with his, um, it was just cool. It was great to just to be comics, to have meaningful conversation. Um, I had a good time guys. I had a good time. I, I don't have a, a week's 
worth of bitching to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I enjoyed being, I enjoyed being a little closer to, to me. So, um, great time when I got back to, uh, to Ottawa though, uh, Monday was, was back to reality in the sense that I came back and my first order of business was renewing my driver's license and health card because <laughs> my birthday's this month. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to need to, uh, you know, get those renewed. So I did just so much fun in, in the, the city was so full of snow, buttery roads that you couldn't get a grip on. And I, I expected the, the, you know, the, the, what do you call it? Canadian DMV, which is not what it's called, but, um, to be like quiet and it was packed. So did that. Nothing bad. Had finally knew I was going to get my driver's license renewed. Um, and, um, actually made myself look halfway decent. I don't know how this has happened, but in previous years, I've always just been, you know, out running errands and then like, I'll get a piece of mail on my way out telling me I have to renew. And so I didn't gussy myself up or anything. I just went out to do the things I was going to do. Had, had that mail come in the door, you know, on my way out and be like, I may as well do this while I'm out and not thinking, oh, they're going to take your picture. Stupid. You know, you're going to look like a, a fucking s sex criminal, like the, I don't know, just, just my stupid fat face with my hair undid. <laughs> it just looks like the picture of the guy that, you know, was seen too close to the fucking school playground or whatever. So luckily I looked half decent in these ones and I'm, uh, I'm very, very excited to see how they turned out. Get my Justin photos. Um, so yeah, I did that. I went to Costco and I got a bunch of good food. Um, just back to lettuce and, and, and berries. I got myself a bunch of shirts, just t-shirts, you know, something that fits a little bit better. Um, you know, I haven't lost a lot of weight or whatever, but, um, for a while there I was outgrowing a lot of my stuff and I was forced to use the same, uh, it's one of those things. I don't know if you guys go through this. I was, I was gaining weight and, um, my size of uh, t-shirts is double XL. That's too big for a human being. But that's the size that, that, that fit me properly. And I got to a point where I shrunk and I was all my XL shirts were wearing, but I, I didn't want to go buying a bunch of shirts. Um, you know, cause it almost gives yourself permission to grow into them, right? You buy something that fits and now you can grow into it. So I didn't do that, but unfortunately I wasn't losing the weight, um, for a long time. So I just started going through these shirts and I do a lot of shit and, uh, you know, some of them were getting like little rips and holes and stuff in them that would very quickly expand once being washed, uh, into big holes. So I was like, I actually need to get some, some stuff that fits. Um, so I bought a bit, uh, I bought some clothes, uh, bought some stuff, I bought some books. Um, one of the topics of conversation lately has been intermittent fasting. Um, uh, my boss, Josh, uh, does it. Jason Blanchard does it. I can't remember who else I spoke to. I think it might've been. Pete Johansson. I can't remember, but somebody else I spoke to was talking about it. So I picked up this, this book called the complete guide to fasting, heal your body through intermittent alternate day and extended fasting. Um, haven't read any of it yet, picked it up. Um, but I'm looking forward to reading it and see if that can help. Um, I will be talking about something a little bit later on, um, which will make this even more important to me. But, um, yeah, so I, I did that. And then, uh, and then my brother invited, um, myself, uh, Jason, my buddy Dave over to play some, uh, some board games and that's what we did. I'm not going to go into it too much. Um, you know, if at all, but, um, had fun, went to my brother's house. We had, uh, you know, some wine played a couple just sort of like silly, goofy Yahtzee type games. We played Carcassonne. Apparently a lot of people know that, uh, this was my first time playing that. We played King of, uh, Tokyo and what else? And we played a game of pandemic. 
So again, if you're interested in what those are, feel free to Google them, but I, I won't go into them too much. Um, left his place. My brother's got this cool dog. I visited it uh, last week. Um, visited it. Um, yeah, he's got this uh, Japanese spitz. It's like this fluffy white dog. Looks like a like a Pomeranian, but white, if you know what that is. Um, with like a little longer nose on it too. Cute dog. They named it Aspen. But uh, very, very cute dog. Playing with the dog. Um, but they got to get up real early to get it used to its, you know, uh, walking schedule and everything like that. So uh, we were only there till, you know, nine or 10 o'clock or so. But uh, but Jason and Dave were having fun. We asked my brother if we could borrow one of his games, just a simple little, you know, card game uh, that we could go play at the bar, which we did. We went out and had a couple extra drinks, went to the bar. And then guess what I did? I did my first fat fuck thing since I've been back, which is to, you know, drink beers and then get a uh, pizza pizza. There's a pizza pizza half a block from where we were. Dave and I picked up a pizza, came back, crushed it. Um, and, uh, and that was it. That was it. So, um, had my doctor's appointment this morning. So I was like, you know, oh, what a great way to wake up is, you know, tied one on the night before crushed the pizza. I go, well, let's go find out, you know, what this is about. And I had my ultrasound done. Remember guys, prior to all the Christmas partying and drinking and all that stuff. So my, uh, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was, but I had my ultrasound done. Um, and we're getting the results and I figured since the woman who was there told me, you know, you know, she didn't seem very, you know, concerned or anything like that. Um, you know, I, uh, I wasn't overly concerned. I thought that they would tell me the same sort of ideas that, you know, got kind of a fatty liver, which is what we found out from the blood work or whatnot. So I will, uh, the last, the, the, the book ended portion of last week will be the, the doctor's appointment that I had this morning. And when I went, he told me that. Um, and forgive me cause a lot of it is sort of like what information he was given from the ultrasound experts, but it turns out that, um, I just looked him in the face. He's like, so I have some information to give you. And I was like, dude, if don't give me bad news, if you have bad news or, or stuff like that, I'm going to fucking panic <laughs> cause I can't, I can't just take it. I had no one there to like hold hands with if I, you know, if I got bad news, but he basically told me that I have, um, so that, that lymphoma on my side, the lump that was there that was looked at by another doctor before. Um, it, it is correct that that lump, uh, it, he says it's a two, it's got a two centimeter diameter, which is, you know, in the body, it's actually kind of big to have a big lump, uh, like a lump of fat or it because it actually is not affecting anything. It is independent of, of your stuff. And I was like, okay, great. He goes, but they saw a lot of other stuff. Um, turns out that I have a fatty liver confirmed with the ultrasound. So not just blood work saying it, but, I have a fatty liver confirmed with the ultrasound. I also have a fatty pancreas. So both my liver and my pancreas have a lot of fat in them. Um, and that ain't good. Um, also it's theorized that the pain I was describing in my side, um, the doctor said that, uh, it could be, um, like he goes, if you're experiencing pain, it can be from the, the larger, larger pancreas and the larger liver. So you may experience things that feel like aching or whatever. And that's because your organs are inflamed. And I go, well, I'm not experiencing, I've never experienced aching. I experience like sharp spasms and pains like Charlie horse. If I go use my core and it seizes up on me and spasms and I have to, you know, stretch the other way. And he goes, well, that, that points more towards the other hypothesis that they have which is something, and I, I may get it wrong. Uh, it's either called fat or fatty. I love the shaming of me. Everything I have, it's like, look, you got a fucking, they're shaming my organs. You got a fucking fatty liver. You got a fatty pancreas. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm making jokes because it's not, it's not cool. Um, 
I have something that at least it everything's pointing towards it. That is something called fat necrosis. And I just looked at him when he said that and I'm like, well, I know what necrosis means. Root word necro, there's something dead inside me. And, uh, and not just my fucking hope. Uh, <laughs> um, is saying how there might be, uh, there might be dead, dead tissue inside that's causing the pain. Um, and we don't really know how to treat it or anything like that. We don't know for sure either. There's, there's more tests we have to do to find out specifically. What is that? Is it something underneath? Is it really fat necrosis? I'm gonna have to do biopsies. Um, it sounds like for the next little while, I'm going to be a bit of a lab rat. Um, while we, while we try to figure out, but he, you know, we, we talked about it and he said, and most importantly is, is regardless of what we do, it's always easier if we lose the weight, you know? And he said to me that like getting to a point now where, um, we might have to look at the, uh, like the gastric bypass, which, you know, stomach stapling or whatever makes it easy to understand. Um, but I'm, I'm very opposed to that. Um, I, I've talked to someone, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this already. I, you know, how many times I say that in a fucking, you know, over the course of 35 episodes in, I cannot count the amount of times I've said, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I, the thing is I have a lot of conversations guys. So the problem is I don't know what I've mentioned and what I haven't. So, um, but anyways, now I can't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I, I spoke to a guy at the source one time who said he, you know, his, you know, we, we saw his picture Josh, my, my boss and I were, were talking to him and his, his bell employee ID for his discount. Um, he didn't look like the guy in the picture because the guy in the picture was way fatter and, and he was super thin. And, um, he was like, yeah, I had the gastric bypass surgery, you know, and I've lost a lot of weight this year. He was talking about how like his, his stomach is the size of his two thumbs. He just put his two thumbs together and he goes, it's just, it's just this big. So basically from the knuckle to the tip of the thumb times two, you know, like a fucking square inch excuse me. Um, and he's like, yeah, my stomach's that big. Now he goes, I remember I used to be able to buy a whole big bag of chips and eat it. And I goes, now those little bags of chips, he's like, I buy them. I can eat a few chips and then I have to close the bag cause I'm full, you know? And we were talking about like, well, can you drink this? He goes like, he goes, I have to eat so many meals all the time because you know, my, my, I don't have room for enough. I'm full, but then, you know, my system takes it and uses it. And then I, I have to eat again, you know? And he was saying how he can't have like milk or dairy or anything like that. So I don't know. Part of that sounded awful. I don't know how it sounds to you guys, but to me, I'm just like, that just sounds fucking odd to eat all the time. And, and you know, you, you kind of there's so much risk too. When you get the surgery done, you could die on the fucking table, you know, but not only that, the part that bothers me is like, I, as much as like, I'm a fat fuck right now, I like, I, I own it. You know, I don't mean like, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm proud of it. I'm just saying I did it. You know, and I have no problem taking accountability for what I did. The problem is, is that I don't like the idea that like, you know, you can just cut some of my stomach and I'm going to lose the weight. No, look, I'm skinny. And like, first off, all the fucking complications that come from it. But the idea is that like, I didn't earn it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to lose the weight and I want to, I want to wear that success. I don't want to be because, you know, someone cut three of my four stomachs out because I'm a fucking cow. You know, I want it to be that I, I worked hard and I want to wear the accomplishment, you know, and I, I have, I have no doubt that if I lose a bunch of weight, people are going to look at me and go, Oh, did you have the surgery? I go, no, I fucking put the fork down, you know, went for walks, put myself first, right. Which is the whole point of this year. 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to live a good life and, uh, and I want to love myself and I want to take care of myself. You know, I just, it feels like a fucking bailout to, to do the stomach stable. Anyways, I don't want it. We, we were talking and I, I just said, I would really love to avoid that. And he goes, well, we, we need to see results then because you know, um, it, it might be a conversation we have to have because if you know, you're, if you're only losing a few pounds a year, you know, where you can't be 120 by the time, like I'll, basically everything that we're doing, right. The hernia stuff, everything is going to be, you know, we need to lose the weight to, uh, to make it work. So, um, super cool doctor. Again, he's very, very kind. It was so funny too. He was saying how like, oh yeah, there's all sorts of different diets out there. I told him about the one that, that my friend Dave has on the eat to live diet. And he was, uh, he was opposed to that one. He says, that's basically like an eat to, to not die diet. Um, and, uh, we talked about some other diets, the intermittent fasting and stuff. And, uh, he goes, oh yeah, there's also these diets, the, you know, uh, Bernstein diet, Atkins diet, the Poon diet. And I said, the Poon diet. And he goes, yeah, I go like Poon. Like that's it. You just fucking, you know, <laughs> you eat vagina all the time. Like that's, that sounds like a diet that I could do. Ladies, please. You, uh, you have to help me. It's I'm going to die if I don't eat, <laughs> I need the nutrition. And he goes, uh, he was laughing too, but he's like, I, yeah, I think the, uh, he goes, I actually think it's spelled uh, P O O N. I'm like, yeah, I can only imagine. I cannot be a real fucking doctor. I can't be a real diet. Right. It sounds like the kind of doctor's office. Oh, we're here for, uh, I'm going to have a consultation, con consultation, I have a consultation with, uh, with a doctor, but the Poon diet. Oh, just this way. It's like, it's funny. Yeah. The front, uh, windows of your, uh, your office were all blacked out for some reason. It's like a fucking pornography store to go in there and get nutritional advice. Anyways, I just thought it was funny. We were chatting, but uh, long story short guys is I got to figure out, uh, what crawled in me and died. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, it all boils down to, I really need to fucking uh, turn this around. So all I had today was two oranges, two navel oranges, uh, bag full of fucking lettuce and cucumber. And, um, I think that's it. Oh, and I had some walnuts for the polyunsaturated fats. Oh no. And I went to farm boy and I got a tiny little thing of minestrone soup, low, uh, low calories, but I was fading. I was at work and I was falling asleep cause I had no calories in my system. So, uh, yakety yak, yak, yakety do that's me. That was my, uh, that was my week so far. Um, reselling clearance items from the source, going to Toronto and buying and flirting with lesbians, buying, not buying, buying drinks for, and flirting with lesbians, uh, cock teasing a gay guy. <laughs> not really. Of course. Um, uh, yeah. Eating pizza at 12, watching comedians in cars, getting coffee, uh, talking about how I'm not going to be able to, uh, woo anyone anytime soon. Um, yeah. And then finding out that I have a fatty liver, fatty pancreas, uh, dead fat, uh, or fat necrosis, or whatever it's called. Got 99 problems in a bitch. A one, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's where I'm at guys. Um, you know, I, I, I'm being more mindful of not eating poorly, even though I've failed completely at it lately one day and I'm going to give myself fucking credit for it. Um, and, and it's so fucking hard too, because I, I, like I said, everybody wants to help and that's great. I love that everybody loves me and cares about me that they want me to be okay. Unfortunately, everyone's got a fucking opinion about what, what I should eat and what, what my lifestyle food should be, you know, but nobody really has great information for me. You know, for me, it's all about portioning right now. But again, what fucking portion is, you know, uh, uh, enough. I don't want to have too little. I don't want to have too much. I just wish there was a fucking book I could read. 
like a nutrition book that just that's just called what won't kill me you know you look at kale and you go kale's good for you it's like nah kale fucks with your thyroid you know i read something when i was at costco there was a there's a book called uh jesus i can't remember what it was called right there's me with no research again but i was i was reading the the book and one of the things that was said it had you know um white wine or sorry red wine is not actually good for you there was like they were talking about the chemical in red wine that is good for you um, and they said that it's like only got, you know, however many milli milligrams or milliliters of it in it, excuse me. And, um, and they were saying how like you need, like you need to drink like five or six glasses of wine to get a decent amount. But by the time you drank five or six glasses of wine, you've had way more toxins from the alcohol and way more sugar from the, you know, juices in it, right? The fruit juices. So it's one of those like, yeah, as much as it says a glass of wine, red wine is good for you. It's. It's not, there's trace amounts of the good thing and way too much of the other bad shit. So it's just funny. Like everything's good for you one minute and then bad for you the next. Um, and it makes it hard, you know, for, for all of us really just, just trying to fucking take care of ourselves, you know? Um, anyways, that's, that's what I'm struggling with right now is I want to be able to just, just, I need direction. You know, he was even telling me like, yeah, you can see a nutritionist, but none of that shit's covered under, you know, healthcare. So it'll be all at, at my own cost. So we'll see about that. I'm going to see how much that stuff is, but I'd love to just talk to someone who goes here, just make these meal plans. Like he talked about uh, Jenny Craig and stuff, how there's points. And I go, yeah, that's not me. Like I'm not, I don't have to have fucking cake or whatever. You know, I have to have a piece, but you just have just a little piece. I don't give a fuck about that stuff. I'll eat salad. I'll eat, I'll eat, you know, beans and stuff like that. Just, just tell me what to fucking eat. That's not going to kill me. You know, I'm sure some of you guys out there feel like that too at times. Um, so yeah. Oh, Hey, here's a fun little fucking thing. A little, <laughs> little cute thing is, uh, faces magazine here in Ottawa, um, has got, uh, awards that they do every year. And, uh, yours truly is nominated as best comedian. Um, I am not the best comedian in Ottawa, but, uh, neither are the other names on that list. <laughs> so, uh, on the Facebook page, if you guys are, uh, you know, following the one man podcast, Facebook page, I want to let you guys know that there uh, is a link that you can click on. And once a day for the next uh, couple of weeks, you can vote. Um, so I'm pointing people in the direction of uh, me under best comedian. Please feel free to vote for Josh Williams. I would love that if you guys take the time to do that. It would be nice to uh, have another little award. Um, and But secondly, uh, voted uh, or sorry, nominated for best group is uh, Monkey Junk. They are the ones that do the intro music for One Man Podcast. So if you're on there doing that for me, feel free to, uh, you know, give them a vote too, because they are fucking amazing and they definitely deserve. They are definitely the best group, at least in my humble opinion, uh, especially from the groups listed there. So, um, yeah, take a minute and do that. There's a million categories. They're recognizing lots of people. Um, it's not, it's not a million of course, but it fucking feels like it by the time you've gone through all of them. So, uh, you don't have to vote for one person in every category, whatever, just, just uh, monkey junk and, uh, yours truly. If you want to go through it and vote for anyone else, Hey, feel free. Excuse me, but it is arduous. I haven't done it yet. Oh God. Sorry. It's getting late. It's already, uh, it's 10 to 10 to midnight. Oh, this needs to be ready in 10 minutes. And again, it will not be. Um, so yeah, that's the fun thing. Um, in terms of, uh, the stuff that I'm working on right now, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to, to, to not die right now. I'm trying not to have diabetes and, and, uh, you know, a fucking obese liver and an obese pancreas, you know, give my pancreas a gastric bypass. 
Um, I'm, I'm still joking. It's just still fresh. I just found all that shit out this morning, right? I thought that just the diabetes was bad enough, not shocked, but I thought that was bad enough. And now it's, I got all sorts of shit wrong with my organs and I got dead tissue in me now, probably. Um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it's scary. It's scary. It sucks and it's scary, but, uh, but I did it to me and, uh, I'm going to undo it to me as best as I can. That's, uh, that's all I can do. Um, but yeah, I, um, <laughs> why not just move into the sponsors and that, um, I, I got to work on my, uh, my taxes too. I got to finish my 2016 taxes and my 2017 taxes. So that's going to be something I have to put my head down and fucking bang out in the next little while. Um, but speaking of, uh, speaking of, you know, uh, death and taxes, uh, my partners at portablepress.com, uncle John's bathroom readers. I have picked out an excellent little article from the edition called wise up. Amazing facts and incredible information. Why? Because I need to wise up. I need to smarten up and get my shit together. And, uh, and I picked the perfect article to go with the, uh, the things I just refer, uh, referred to. It's actually called death and taxes. Hey, how about that shit? So the first half of the, uh, the, the article focuses on some information about death and the second one is on taxes. So, uh, without further ado, death. Mark Twain was born in 1835, a year that Halley's comet was visible from earth. As an adult, he predicted he would also die in a year that the comic, sorry, the comet made an appearance. He did in 1910. Uh, hair and fingernails do not grow after death. Skin recedes, making them appear longer. That makes sense. Uh, in 1995, inmates on death row in Texas protested because the state had banned smoking in prisons. Um, old age hasn't been allowed on death certificates in the United States as an official cause of death since 1951. Uh, Thornton's mortuary in Atlanta, Georgia opened the first drive through funeral parlor in 1968. Mourners drove past a large window through which they could see the deceased. And finally for death, after her husband Albert died in 1861, Queen Victoria slept with a portrait of him on the pillow next to her. And the second portion of the article and taxes. Uh, the simplest U.S. tax form, the 1040 EZ, has made, sorry, has more than 30 pages of instructions. Uh, the U.S. tax code contains more than 7 million words. Yeesh. Uh, many states require people to pay taxes on illegal drug sales. That is true. The, the, the things that the governments will, will expect you to out yourself on, but that is one. <laughs> And I guarantee there's probably someone stupid enough out there to have actually claimed it. Uh, in 1798, the United States Institute, uh, instituted its first property tax on land, homes, and slaves. Uh, there are twice as many U.S. tax preparers as police officers. And finally, in Alabama, there's a 10-cent tax on playing cards. And that, as always, my friends, is a wonderful article from my partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. Um, and of course, as always, I don't know if I've officially announced it, but Absolute Comedy is, in fact, sponsor again of the One Man Podcast. Um, so uh, thank you very much to Jason and Absolute Comedy, of course for sponsoring the one man podcast. And as always, I will play their promo. Absolute comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on just for laughs, Netflix, comedy central, CBC's, the debaters, Jimmy Kimmel live Conan, the comedy network, and much, much more go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. 
Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh, Absolute Comedy. Um, actually, you know what's really nice? I, I've been, uh, I love them. They're great sponsors. I promo them all the time, but I haven't had enjoyed one of their beverages in some time. And you guys know that's my pals at Summersby. Uh, the, the diabetes diagnosis definitely scared me off from that. Not because their product's not good or anything, just that there's sugar in it. Um, but on Monday night when I was at my brother's place, uh, playing some board games, I enjoyed me a Summersby and, uh, and it was good, you know, just giving a big long hug to an old friend I haven't seen in a while. I love that stuff, guys. And, uh, and I hope you've had an opportunity to enjoy it too. And, uh, if you haven't, well, here's a little more info on it. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. <sighs> Your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Ooh, ooh. Sweet taste of Summersby. Um, and finally, my last sponsor. Um, they've actually just sent me some more books. Uh, I received one of them today. Is my partners at DK, right? Dorling Kindersley. They, uh, they sent me, oh, I'm very excited to see it, uh, and read it. Uh, the black Panther, the ultimate guide to black Panther, cause his movie's coming out in the near future. Uh, I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be a lot of fun and I get to read the book. I will have a review for you guys on that shortly as well. I was looking on, uh, online and Facebook. There was an ad for, uh, for DK putting out some wellness books on Facebook. So let me see if I can just parlay some of that info. Cause they sent me some of the books and I just can't remember the titles. I don't want to do them any uh, disservice. So rather than waiting for me to read them and, uh, you know, giving you guys a review on them in, in future weeks, which is coming, I'm going to just take a look and see if I can find, uh, find the information right now. As I wait for the page to load, I'm starting to get more versatile. When Pete and I, uh, recorded our podcast, we actually did it for the first time instead of sitting at a table with, uh, you know, the mics in a, in a stand, like I always do. I did it with, uh, we just, we just plugged everything into the, uh, recorder and we sat on the couch holding the microphones in our hands, um, which was fun. It made it like, Oh, what the fuck? Slip. I'm ruining my notes. I'm leaning on the thing here sideways. I should see my thing. Yeah. I think it's called restore balance. Um, is the sort of set that they're, they're promoing. Yeah. So restore balance. So this is what, this is what I got them to send me. Uh, I, uh, I spoke with my contact there. Who's fucking outstanding. 
Um, and it's basically a few different books that are good for you. Um, so if you guys want to take a look at them, of course, as always, you don't have to wait for me to review them. I'm already convinced they're going to be outstanding because they always are. Um, I, I used to do yoga. I love doing yoga, but unfortunately, cause I'm really mm, fatty. <laughs> That's the uh, technical term. My doctor keeps telling me, um, everything about me is really fatty. So it's hard for me to do yoga poses that, you know, like the warriors and stuff like that. A lot of the standing poses, um, because you know, I, I get tired quickly. Um, carrying a lot of weight on my feet and it, uh, it sucks after a while. So, um, when I did yoga, there's a type of yoga called yin and, uh, and that's a lot of floor stuff where you're laying on the floor, doing a lot of deep stretches and things like that in your hips and your legs and, and whatnot. So, um, obviously a lot of the weight is taken off, uh, by, by being on the floor doing them. Um, and DK has a great book out called yin yoga. So I asked, uh, I asked for that one. That one is on its way. I can't wait to, uh, to read it. And, uh, and of course give a review to you guys, but, um, if any of you are interested in yoga, but you've had difficulty doing it because it's, you know, a lot of pressure and stuff standing still, like I've even bought mats, like very dense mats, because I remember just like my legs were okay, but my feet couldn't handle the fucking, uh, you know, just, just the pressure on the feet. This is a weird podcast. This is a, this is a living, living like a fat man podcast. Anyways, um, yin yoga is great. Um, it, it gives you an opportunity to, to do yoga, to do some stretches that really help out the hips and the legs and things like that. And, um, and it was one of my favorite classes. I loved going to the in classes. So, uh, DK has got a yin yoga book. Check that out. Uh, you guys are always welcome to go to, you know, DK books on Facebook, uh, and take a look at what I'm talking about. There's another book here called get strong. Um, and it's, uh, for women. It's called Get Strong for Women. So, uh, any of the ladies listening to the podcast, again, it's, uh, developed for you guys, excuse me, um, to, uh, to help you stay strong, you know, and get strong. So, uh, that's a great book. I mean, I, I read that one, but I, I don't think I would get much from it. Um, odd for me to review. So why not one of you guys pick it up and then tell me what you thought of it. Email into the podcast, contact at one podcast.com and tell me what you thought of uh, the get strong by DK book. Um, there's another book that this one was, was fascinating to me. And of course I, I ordered it prior to today's diagnosis. Um, with my doctor, but it's called medical symptoms, a visual guide. Um, and so that one I find interesting because it's got a guy holding his lower back and it's focused area. So I am very fascinated at, uh, you know, just getting an idea of what some of these medical symptoms are. Um, I, I find that stuff fascinating. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading that. And, and of course, giving it a review. There's also one called, uh, stay fit for life. Um, I don't have a, a very big synopsis on that one. But, uh, I passed on that one only because of the fact that, um, I have a long way to go before I'm staying fit, right? I need to get fit and then stay fit for life. So, but again, for, for anybody who's, you know, um, interested in, in some, you know, literature, uh, literature, some imagery and some literature, uh, that's going to help you stay fit for life. You know, I will fit. I'm thinking of fit for less. There's a gym, gym, uh, in Canada called fit for less. I'm like, aren't they, aren't they called fit for life? I think, yeah. How funny would that be? The book, book's called stay fit for life. And really it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just a book about how to stay a member of the gym. No, of course that's fit for less. This is fit for life. There you go. Free plug for fit for less. You fuckers. Um, but anyways, yeah. So you guys check out the stay fit for life by DK again. I'm, I have no doubt, even though I, I, you know, it's not one that I'm going to be reading anytime soon. I have no doubt that it's outstanding. And finally, the last one that I have coming to me. Um, so again, it's a five book, uh, sort of series by them. Um, there's a contest on Facebook too. So feel free to, to go on their Facebook page and join their contest. You, you guys could win all five of these books. 
So, you know, uh, go onto their Facebook page, give it a like and, uh, and submit to the contest. Um, but the last book is called, uh, stress, the psychology of managing pressure. Um, and I know that's something that I struggle with a big fucking silhouette and an alarm clock on it. So, um, that I'm really looking forward to because I think that that's going to just be outstanding. Um, you know, there'll be some stuff for there. So I, I'm looking forward to getting that again. So I've got yin yoga coming, medical symptoms, a visual guide and stress, the psychology of managing pressure, uh, also coming from my partners at DK, which I cannot wait for. I'm very excited. So as always, thank you to all my sponsors that enrich this podcast and my life. Um, coming up this week, uh, not a whole lot to, uh, to talk about, to be honest with you guys. I'm in five days at the source. So, you know, back to the world. I'm, uh, I am, uh, so we have fun, just a reminder for you guys on Friday this week. Okay. Pete Johansson's interview drops. Be sure to check that out. It's a long one, but I think it's a really good one. Very, very fascinating. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I don't like to, to over, you know, to talk too much when I'm chatting with Pete only because the guy's such a fucking wealth of information and perspective that, you know, I don't want to sully it. So I, I, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy that episode when it comes out and I'd love to, to, you know, hear more, um, Saturday. So this is one of the things I was doing in Toronto last week. I was, you know, staying in bed and, and working was, uh, somebody I noticed one of my friends was like, Hey, anyone have their smart serve and want to make money? And I was like, yeah, I'm those two things. So I reached out to a friend and apparently there's a Christmas party here in Ottawa that was just looking for someone to bartend for them. Just nice and easy, pour drinks and whatnot. So I reached out to her and I said, yeah, I'll do it. She put me in touch with the person. And then, uh, after we had, we had gone over the numbers and confirmed everything, she sent me a, a message saying, Hey, um, you know, so-and-so had mentioned that you're a comedian. Would you be interested in, you know, how much would it cost to, to do a show, uh, during the dinner or whatever, uh, or during the evening, I should say, uh, we don't perform during dinner, very hard to compete with food and forks and knives hitting plates. But, um, you know, I, I gave her a price and we discussed it. And, uh, and so, yeah, I parlayed a bartending gig into a, a comedy show as well. So I've got that coming up Saturday night. I'm looking forward to Sunday is going to be uh, a day off. So I am just going to do taxes boring, but I will put my, uh, my podcasts on, um, I will put music on, I will put my fucking headphones on so I don't have to hear the animals around the house and, uh, and I'm just going to get some work done, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, a week of, of taking care of myself. Another yawn. I'm so sorry, guys. Fuck, it's past midnight. I really, I've got, I also have to find a way to get this. Done. I, I wanted to do it yesterday and I procrastinated because I did grocery shopping and, you know, I was going to do it in the evening and then my brother wanted to play board games. I wanted to too. I'm not going to blame him. I wanted to as well, but I just feel like more, more often than I want to, I am doing this at the very end of the day. Once everything else has been done and I got to put, I got to put me and I got to put you guys first. It's gotta be about all of us, right? We gotta, we gotta, you know, we're more, we deserve better than that. So anywho, and then the last thing I have coming up before I chat with you, uh, you find people again is, uh, I will be featuring at open mic Mondays in Ottawa, uh, at absolute comedy. So, um, I was hoping to have had some time to write some new jokes, I don't know that I will have, I'm going to, I'm going to give it the old, old college try. Um, I've heard somewhere that uh, the mentality of trying is just basically you've already committed to fail if you can't say I'm going to do it. So, um, I've got, you know, some editing for Pete's, uh, episode and only editing in the sense that I've got to do, you know, process it and everything like that and do some graphic design. I'm worried. I'm not going to have enough time to get everything done, but, um, I'm hoping to on Saturday and Sunday, get some writing done. So, uh, maybe I can you know, debut five or six minutes of new material, but, uh, that's it. That's my week coming up. 
you know, nothing, uh, nothing fancy, but, uh, but there it is. Um, as always guys, I'm going to read your emails. I just have, uh, like I said, two, two this week. Um, so yeah, I, we're back from Christmas. Glad to have your emails again. I want to encourage all of you guys to write in. I, as always, I don't care what it's about. It's just nice to, to know that whatever I'm talking about is something that one of you at least would be interested in. Um, and just, just sharing and, you know, knowing what's going on with you guys. So as always contact at one man podcast.com. I love to hear from you. It really does make my day. Um, even so much so that I got to say that the first email I got, I was actually driving to get my haircut in Kingston when this email came up on my phone and, um, and it surprised me a little bit because I think the subject line was like, uh, in regards to your shift changes at the source. And I was like, I go, these fucking people are emailing me now. Like, like I thought it was the source emailing me, telling me like regarding my shift change, like I, I felt like I was on my way to Toronto and they were going to tell me that like, I wasn't off anymore. I had to fucking work. And I was like, I just remember this, this anxiety immediately. And, uh, and then I started reading it and I was like, oh, it's an email from the, the, the thing, which immediately turned into like one of the coolest things because I'm sitting here bitching about why they can, they can change my shift on me. Like you know, two days out and how that fucks my life up if I'm trying to make plans and book appointments and stuff. Um, but, uh, so anyways, so, so Mike has kindly sent in, I think that is one of the coolest things of having the podcast is that I can just say something and, uh, and that you guys will take the time, uh, out of your days to actually, you know, go in and get the information for me and send it to me. So thank you so much, Mike, not only for the email, but for taking the time to give me this information. I'm going to read all of it. Um, cause I think it's very, very interesting. So, um, this has to do with, uh, you know, for my Ontario listeners, I don't know if it's a federal thing. I'm very stupid. No, it is. It's at least on, on Ontario from what you've listed here. But uh, obviously January 1st, there was some new uh, labor rules, minimum wage went up, all sorts of things like that. So I, uh, you, you, I, I mentioned that, um, you know, they were, they were going to change my shifts a day or two out. Um, so here's what Mike writes in. Mike wrote, here's some changes as of January 1st, 2018 to the labor board rules in Ontario. Josh, I've highlighted an important one for you. So it says, stay informed. The new year has brought some changes in Ontario. As of January 1st, 2018, the general minimum wage has increased to $14 per hour from $11.60 per hour. Student minimum wage has increased to $13.15 per hour. Liquor server minimum wage has jumped to $12.20 per hour. The general minimum wage will increase again on January 1st, 2019 to $15 per hour. Um, Ontario also now has OHIP plus, meaning anyone under 25 gets prescription drugs for free. Um... Starting January 1st, 2018, more than 4,400 drug products are free for anyone aged 24 years or younger. You don't need to enroll. All you need is a health card number and an eligible prescription. Uh, multiple other labor rules changed on January 1st, 2018. Here are the highlights. Um, employers can no longer request a sick note from, from an employee. That's great because I remember being actually legitimately sick. Like I'm sure some people are full, fucking full of shit, but um, I remember... You know, like I'd be sick and I'd go to the doctor and, you know, I'm, I'm already missing a day of work unpaid, sometimes two, three, depending on how long I'm sick. But then to miss a day and have to fork out $40 for a fucking doctor's note, like that's definitely a racket. You know what I mean? The idea that like you're sick, you're in front of your, at least this is how I anticipated it. You're sitting in front of your doctor sick, you know, and they know you're sick. They're giving you a prescription. They can see the inflammation. And then you go, can I please have a note saying that I am, you know, legitimizing it so that my work will leave me alone. And they're like, eh, yeah, it's going to cost you 40 bucks. Like, Fuck you. You know what I mean? So the idea is like you're paying more money and you're, you're losing money at work. You're paying more money. 
you know, and, and now, uh, Josh was saying to me today that, uh, apparently that's for people who will like go to their doctor, you know, after the fact, after they've missed work and go, Oh, Hey, I was, uh, I was gone from, uh, you know, work for a few days last week. I just, I never came in, you know, but I was sick and you write me a note and the doctor's like, ah, sure. Cost you 40 bucks, but it's dirty. It's like forgery. I feel like you're buying like fake passports or something. You know, they don't even give a fuck. It's not about the, the, uh, ethics of it. They're just going, yeah, give me 40 bucks. I'll, I'll tell them whatever you want me to tell them. you know? So anyways, so employers can no longer request a sick note from an employee. Uh, once an employee has worked for a company for five years, they are entitled to three weeks of paid vacation. Here's the one that pertains to me. Employees can refuse shifts without repercussion if the employer gives them less than four days notice. So that's the one good for me. Four days is enough time to, to manage my life. You can't change it on me two days before. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, employers must pay three hours of wages if they cancel a shift with fewer than 48 hours notice. Weather dependent work is exempted. Um, employees on call must be paid three hours at their regular pay rate. Uh, personal emergency leave no longer only applies to workers at companies with 50 or more employees. All workers will get 10 days per year, two of them paid. Okay. So that's, I guess the personal, uh, emergency, uh, victims of domestic or sexual violence or parents of children who have experienced or, or are threatened with it will get five days of paid leave and 17 weeks of job protected unpaid leave. Parents whose children die will get unpaid leave of up to uh, 104 weeks. Uh, it was previously only offered to parents with a child when, sorry, when a child's death was related to a crime. So it gets two years, 104 weeks, you get two years off if your kid dies. And, and I know parents listening, relax. I'm not actually saying I'm just, that seems like a lot, you know, I, I don't, um, it's not something any of us want to talk about, you know? But doesn't that seem like a lot, you know, two years to not go to work, like six months I would get, but wouldn't just, just knowing myself, like I didn't quit the source cause Crystal broke up with me. She didn't die, but somebody I loved very much was gone. And I, I didn't want to be away from work. I'm like, I need the distraction. Can you imagine having two years off? And if it like, it, I don't know, I find it fascinating. I'm, I'm interested in the, the, um, psychology behind it. Like why is two years the right number after a kid dies? Right. So anyways, but uh, Hey, Hey, it's a labor loan up to 104 weeks. It was previously offered when the parents, uh, when a child's death was related to a crime, the maximum fine for employers who violate employment standards laws will be increased from 250, 500 and a thousand for various violations to 350, 700 and 1500. Uh, we're almost done guys. The government will, uh, will publish the names of those who are fined. So you get to know who's a fuck face. And finally, the maximum fines under the labor relations act will increase from 2000 for individuals and 25,000 for organizations to 5,000 and $100,000. So that was it. Thank you so much, Mike, for, for sending that in. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will be interested to know some of those things. Uh, I didn't know some of them, um, most of them. And now I do. So again, guys, you don't need a fucking doctor's note anymore. Minimum wage is going up. I think everyone knew that. Um, you work for a place for more than five years, you get three weeks paid vacation. Fuck. Yeah. So thank you so much for that submission, buddy. I really appreciate it. And finally, this is the message that Vanessa sent me. My friend read. Um, so she said this, she said, so I'm sending you an email about your podcast. Uh, and I wanted to say this, but didn't want to bring down the podcast again with this talk. So here it is. So she sent it to me in, uh, you know, messages that Josh, everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs somebody sometimes. 
Shaking my head, everybody needs someone somehow. Something in my heart just told me my sometime is now. Um, thanks, Red. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs somebody. Uh, don't beat yourself up for wanting the companionship of someone else. It's not codependence. It's just being a human fucking being. Uh, we are in an age where every little problem is a full-blown issue and needs a label. You are just you and you need what you need and don't apologize for it. There. Booyah. Love you. The end. I love you too. Thank you so much. Um, and that's kind of the way I feel. I just, I know that uh, a lot of my, my neediness is, uh, you know, a little unhealthy right now. Um, I had a good conversation with, uh, with Dave when I was driving to uh, 401 games near Wonderland on Sunday. And I was just saying like, I don't like being alone. I don't like being single. I want to have someone, but I haven't been happy with myself for a long time. Um, you know, I obviously, I neglect myself. I put a lot of other things before the things that I want. Um, and a lot of people are just like, so I don't want to be single. I'm single. Like I, I, I gotta find somebody. And that's kind of uh, a little bit of a, a emotional franticness for me right now is that, um, so I'm trying like, I don't, I want to get to a point where I feel good about me. Uh, who doesn't, right? You gotta, you gotta love yourself before you can love somebody else. And the thing, uh, the place that I'm at right now is I'm almost like, I want to, I want to be, I want to feel confident in myself so that if I'm not with somebody else, I'm cool with just being with myself. You know, I love me. I love who I am and I'm, I'm good to do this journey of life. You know, assuming that one of my, uh, organs doesn't get too fucking fat, <laughs> but I want to, I want to keep, keep doing this. And I, I got a good life. I want to keep living it, but I want to start really being grateful for it. And I want to. I want to love the skin that I'm in and I want to feel good about myself. So, you know, I, I, I want to be with the kind of person where if I'm, you know, like I, I want to be, sorry, with myself, I want to be in a place myself where if I'm seeing someone or dating someone that is not, you know, treating me with the respect and the, the value that I deserve that, that I'm, I'm confident and comfortable being like, Hey, look, this isn't for me. And I, I gotta, you know, I gotta go, gotta find someone who, who loves and respects me. You know, so, uh, yeah, not to get too, uh, you know, emotional. I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not in any danger of getting too emotional, but I just mean without being too fucking sappy. That's all I'm saying, guys. That really is the focus right now. And the fucking more and more doctor's appointments I have where shit just keeps getting worse. God damn it. Um, I just want to feel good. You know, I want to have fun with the people I care about. You know, I want to have, I want to keep having meaningful conversations. I want to keep, uh, expanding my understanding of everything. And, uh, I want to keep just uh, sending love out there, you know? So that's about it. That's the two emails guys. Thank you, uh, Vanessa. Thank you, Mike, for your emails this week. Uh, always suggest, or sorry, I always, uh, you know, request and open the invitation to all of you to send in anything that you want. Let me know what's going on with you. What the fuck is scaring you guys right now? You know, get on here. Let's be vulnerable with each other. We already know vulnerability is the key to having a good relationship. So, <laughs> Contact at one man podcast.com guys. Send, send me in whatever you want. I don't care. Tell me, tell me what food is going to kill me that I think isn't going to kill me. You know, can I have lentils? Are lentils okay? I don't even know what the fuck a lentil is. They look like tiny little seeds, but I don't know. Just tell me what, tell me what I can eat. All right. Is the poon diet going to kill me? <laughs> Anyways, guys, as always, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, One Man Podcast, right? Find it, like it, follow it, share it, whatever. 
and that uh, that keeps us up to date with each other. So, um, as always, guys, I uh, I appreciate you listening. Sorry I yawned so much. Sorry it's so late. I'm sorry to anyone who's sitting there 15 minutes ago waiting for this podcast. It's coming. It's a coming. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much. Yeah.